like scary movies? Totally. Hey, y'all. Totally. What's up? It's Jess. Hey, jerk. Speed kills. Ah, baby, bone sherry. Hey, what? Lindsay. The key. You did a great job. You filthy animals. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be right back. I thought this was about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I gotta fan myself. Curdled sack of milk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. That's true. We're out of here. Bye. The key. Hello and welcome. Bye, y'all. Bye. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Welcome to season two. We're the horror movie crew. I'm Josh. Hey y'all, Seth here. It's Jess. You did a great job. <laughs> Thanks. It was really good. I'm really, really impressed. I really appreciate that. You do? I do. I hope you're gonna get me a birthday present. Um, I gave you a birthday present. I sure I did. Am I talking to you? <laughs> Shit. She gave you a present. <laughs> <laughs> we both did. She gave you a present. <laughs> Seth ain't fucking around today, dude. He's very serious. He immediately came in and started questioning my doctor. Like, it wasn't immediately. I've been here for like half an hour. Well, I mean, yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Hmm. This is HMC thirty three. We're talking about Seth's movie Misery. This is our last Winter Horrorland episode. Aww. <sighs> I'm sad too. You just want to continue it on into February? Let's do it. Man, I'm over it now. My single glistening tear is gone. That's it? Yeah. Did it like freeze to your face it like did. I'm frozen? Is that it? Yeah. You see the mark? I got mm. frostbite from it. <laughs> from a tear. Yep. You should get it tattooed on. I should. A tear or frostbite? Both. <laughs> Imagine having Forever. a frostbite tattooed on your face. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like a piece is coming off. Can you make it look three dimensional? <laughs> Could that be your nickname, frostbite? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yo, Frost. <laughs> Yo, Frosty. <laughs> They'd be like, why did they call her Frosty? <laughs> hmm, interesting. Well, you'll have that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Seth, back to our initial conversation. Before we hit record, I feel like it is the doctor's job to make sure that you know the blood test is there for you to have, not necessarily their job to make sure that you go get the blood test. I think they should make sure you get one. How are they going to give you a full evaluation without a blood test? Rectally. Hmm. (laughs) That's not really a full evaluation. I don't know. I feel full when I'm done. Oh, God. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Too much. Wow. Too much. Okay. Some old fisting. Anyway, we have a guest down here with us today for this episode. Oh, where'd he go? (laughs) It's over there. He's like, Uh, nah, fuck this. We think Josh is dying or something. Well, here's the thing. The dog, Marley, he's 13, almost 14. I think he's been following me around all week, like everywhere. If I turn around, I literally run into him. I mean, they usually do that if they don't feel good or something. Well, that's what I said. I said, I think something's wrong with him. That's what Humphrey does. He's probably dying. And Abby said, or you're dying. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like worried. And I didn't get a blood test. So, you know, what are you going to do? You just had one. This all ties together. Stop giving out personal information about me. Well, it was mostly for STDs. It wasn't really. Okay, fine. But anyway, hey, Seth, what have you been up to? Not a lot, actually. 
This is a pretty boring week. I mean, it was not. It's so cold out. I did put plastic on windows. That's hey, pretty exciting. All of them? No, just a few of the leakier ones. Hmm. Well, yeah. It's exciting. That's exciting. Other than work, and yeah, saw my parents on Friday. That's very not exciting whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's very boring, actually. I did get new ski boots, though. Oh, nice. Used ski boots. One of mine broke on the last trip. You just buy one? One? So like- I bought two matching. <laughs> you just bought one ski boot. One. You can try to fit both feet in it? <laughs> just stupid <laughs> question. No? Okay, whatever. But have you ever been to Played Again Sports? Uh, I didn't even know we had one still. It's up in Dublin. Oh. oh. It's actually pretty nice. I thought they were kind of... Not nice, but... They used to have one in Springfield, and it was kind of rickety, but... It wasn't great. Went there all the time, though. <laughs> they just, like, organize, and the people, like, know what they're talking about. I was mm-hmm. impressed. Wow. Way to get played against sports. A nice plug there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take that out. <laughs> At least that branch. To hell, to <laughs> hell with to hell with played against sports. <laughs> Jess, what have you been doing? Um, I started a spin class back up last week. Oh, shit. So, How trying was it? to get back in shape. It wasn't too terrible. I thought I was going to bomb and like <laughs> be like out of breath like crazy by the end, but it was not bad. Did she yell at you? No. No? They like yell like Hurry encouraging up, things. They're like, got this? Got this? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right I do. Do you like yeah. give her a yeah? Like right Yeah. <laughs> Is this like online or? It's like just watching it and you oh, sign okay. it. Like you pay to watch basically. And okay. it shows like how many people are like in the queue. So it's not really like you're one on one. She's not like Jess or anything like that. Everyone turn around and look at Jessica. <laughs> Her slow ass back there. But you sign up for it. And then like once you like each time after class, you get like a thing that basically says you went through the class. And then at the oh. end you like, yeah. Hmm. They, you, they put you in like a drawing and you could win a prize. Just because you showed up? So you showed up, yeah. Do they watch you to make sure you're... How do you, they know you didn't just log in and then you were like, fuck, I'm going to get some Mickey D's. I guess they don't really. It's the honor system. If hmm. you want to if you wanna do it, you put in the time type of thing. Yeah. But it would be kind of stupid to pay for it and then just <laughs> <laughs> Hope you get log a prize. in and then go to McDonald's or whatever and then come back. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I could see people doing it, they but really, could, but I'm not really doing it for the prize. I'm just doing it to keep myself accountable. Mm. Good health is your prize. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You should uh, patent that. Yeah. Or what's that called? Trademark? What's that Trademark. called? Trademark. Copyright. Copyright. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, hey, congratulations. Thanks. What I'm have really, you been up to? Uh, a whole lot of working from home, a lot of watching some movies, and uh, that's about it, dude. I think maybe... I was reading something or listening to something and somebody was like, I hate it when somebody asked me what I've been up to because I haven't fucking been doing anything. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I ask those two that every episode. Man, you get bitchy yeah. when I say when we both say we haven't done anything. I get yeah. more mad at you than her. Just, you know, just because I that's generally how our friendships work. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody that listens agrees that I take it easy on her and I'm mean to you. <laughs> You're always mean to me even off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Like how I threw in that little lingo off the air. Off the air. Well, I feel really bad about it too, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Jessica, this is entirely your fault. Okay. What? We were, we, Abby and I watched, well, first off, we watched um, Serenity with Matthew McConaughey. Have you seen that fucking movie? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. Is it new? Uh, I think it came out in 2019. It's got mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway. Um, is it bad? I've never seen it. It's it's fucking weird, dude. What's it about? 
basically Matthew McConaughey lives um, on this in this like destination area. He's got a boat. He's a fisherman. He's trying to get this big fish that's been like plaguing him. You find mm. out that like his he went away to war and came back, and his wife had left him and taken their son and was with some rich dickhead, and she comes back and tells him that he's been abusing her and their son and asks him to take the guy out on the boat because they're going to vacation there and basically throw him overboard. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's what it's. That's how we were sold the movie. But sounds like it could be interesting. But once you start watching it, it's totally like mind fucks you, dude. It's like this is not mm. actually what's going on whatsoever. Oh. So you should try to watch it. I At first I didn't like it and then I told Abby the next morning um, when we were talking about it, I was like, I actually think I liked that movie. But at first, I hated it. So what would you categorize it as? Like a psychological... Thriller type? Probably psychological thriller, yeah. Mm. But Matthew McConaughey is such a good freaking actor. Mm -hmm. I was like, even if it's a bad movie, it'll probably still be worth watching to watch him, which it was. But in the morning, I was like... Which leads me to my next thing. Is I was like, (laughs) I didn't like that movie when I watched it. And then I thought about it later. And I was like, oh, I did like that movie. Maybe just left you feeling kind of weird. Yeah, I, I I think it was like a bait and switch because like it's not what it was supposed to be, but it still wasn't bad. But it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was it, a nice surprise. Eh, I don't know. It's kind of two hours mm-hmm. I wasted. But anyway, uh, three things are going to come. That's the first thing. The second thing is I think I don't like movies at all when I first watch them. Oh, like, like you don't want to give it a chance. I don't think I like. I think after I watch a movie, I don't like it initially, and then I think about it. I think I should watch a movie and then watch it again and then make my hmm. judgment. And I say that because there's been movies on here that I've watched for the first time ever and then we like record two hours later and I didn't like it. I'm like, I fucking hated that movie. But then I think about it later and I like it. So there's no movies you watch the first time and like, is what you're saying. Not not recently, uh-uh. Hmm. With the exception of like Batman movies. Hmm. I was but, just going to say, yeah. like, what about <laughs> Batman? Yeah, no, like I watch those and I'm like, these are fucking great. Yeah. But like, no, I don't know. I think I have like uh, some sort of bias against like movies. I'm just like, fuck, and I hate this movie. Maybe you're thinking about like how you would do it, and you're like, oh god, it, it could be so much better. I think. Do I think this podcast ruined my watching movies <laughs> experience? <laughs> Analyze it too much. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. I don't know. But I think I'm going to start watching the movies twice before we record because it's a lot of time. I know that's the problem. So you should pick The Shining or something real long. It's, yeah. It's a huge difference for me between taking notes and just watching it. Yes. I feel like when I take notes, I like don't like it. It's definitely I'm not like, as oh, enjoyable. Sucks. Yeah, like I actually kind of dread doing it because I'm like, oh, yeah. I gotta go get the laptop and yep. take notes. Like, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I can't just watch it and like take a couple notes and I like know. remember. Mm-hmm. Same. So yeah, hmm. I don't know any other way to do it. I don't either. But yeah, that's that's. Oh, the third thing is the movie was over. And I was mad I didn't like it. I was like, I'm not fucking going to bed after watching this and this being the way I end my night. So I was like, Abby, you got to see this shit. So I turned on that fucking wild, what is it called? The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, well, let's watch it for 10 minutes. I was like, you're never going to believe this. So we turn it on. Hour and 45 minutes later, we finished the fucking movie. <laughs> and it's like two in the morning, right? And I'm like, we, I look over at her like multiple times while we're watching this, and our her jaw is just like on the floor the whole time. Like our <laughs> mouths were all we we're just like, it's unbelievable. It is. It's like almost as it real. Like are these people real? I dude, I think. Ooh. Did you watch it? I've watched a couple episodes. It's not a. It's a movie. Or it's not a movie, is it? Yeah, it's a documentary. It's like a documentary. Oh, but yeah. I'm only like halfway through. Oh, dude, it's. <sighs> 
<laughs> and it's like, isn't it older? Yes. It's, yeah. I think 2009 or something is what it's Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. right. The Prime version is like the 10th anniversary or something mm. of it. So yeah, I think that that's, they re-released it on Prime. But these fucking people are like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like They're fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Seriously. I got some good talking points on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, take what you like, think about I West Virginia answers. people and, like, multiply it by 100. Like, Dude, honestly, what it did was, and I, I, I wrote this into every conversation we have, but it, you know those people you talk to and they don't like Rob Zombie movies because, like, oh, he just makes up these mm-hmm. fucking hillbilly people that people aren't like that? Yeah. Go watch that documentary, dude, because there are fucking people that are like that. Agreed. Fucking wild, dude. Just openly talking about killing people. Dude, how funny was, I think it's name, his name is Jesco. Yeah, that's the main mm-hmm. guy, right? He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's like walking around town. He's like, yeah, I robbed that place one time, went to jail for it. And like, he's just like walking around explaining the town. I can't get over the tap <laughs> so, dancing. Yeah. I'm tap- like, what is this? <laughs> Hank Williams the third, isn't it? Like fucking yeah. What? So Abby was so like, weird. Why is he in this? I'm like, I don't know. He probably hangs out with them. If I had to guess, I don't know. My pappy was when a professional he, tap dancer. When he is <laughs> tap dancing on the picnic table behind him, I was yeah. like, this is the best thing I've seen lately. Oh my god, it's crazy. Oh, dude, fucking wild. I I was like, fucking Jessica, damn it. Why did you do this to me? I like the stripper, Bo. I, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Kirk. Her name was Kirk. Kirk. She's it one of those Kirk. grabs her titties and she's like boobies, 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 boobies. Oh boobies. She, I'm the prettiest the, one. She's the one that got pregnant. Oh no, you are, you're talking about the older sister, I think. Yeah, where she used to be a stripper. Yeah. Her name was like Bo something. Bo yeah. Sewer. Made $2,000 a night. She's like, I'm the prettiest one. I'm, I'm the, the prettiest one. <laughs> Sounds like a man. Kirk is the one that was pregnant and was yes. probably doing drugs the entire time and then literally like probably not even an hour after she delivered was doing lines of coke in the hospital room. <laughs> yeah, she was. Do you see that part? Uh, I must not be that far. Do you see her son, uh, the Mountain Dew head kid with the doing like flips and kicking holes yeah, in the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, these people. Like I said, Abby and I watched it. If if for those of you out there that have not seen this, you have got to go watch it. It yep. is like I don't even know how to explain it. You can't stop watching. Mm-mm. I don't know how you stopped Mm-mm. watching. <laughs> we did. I couldn't stop you. watching. I was just like. It's like a fucking train wreck. Like, the whole time yeah. we're just like, what is going to happen next? Yeah. And then you got the old girl that goes and steals her ex-husband from the girlfriend. And she's like blowing the beer bottle on the back of the van. Oh, <sighs> oh yeah. yeah. And she's like, she comes and takes him. And she's like, I'm getting laid tonight. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're not. And then it shows him like the next day waking <laughs> up with her. He never went home after that. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude. Their living quarters gross me out, though. Like, every time they show, like, the interiors, oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, God. So gross. <sighs> I don't know if you saw, but, like, her kid was, like, playing in this tent, and it looked like there was, like, shit smeared all over it. <laughs> oh, that little uh, play tent that he was flipping around <laughs> and had, like, like, yeah. There was shit all over it uh. or something. So the scariest thing for me, and I say scary because it literally made me, like, cringe, is that we vacation down south quite a bit. That's generally where we go. And we have driven through there like a lot. Not then, not Boone County, but yeah. through West Virginia. And I'm like, what if we're on vacation and we just happen to go through an area where some of these people are at and we have an altercation like a gas station or something? Like these people would follow you and probably kill you. Probably. But you just don't stop there. 
Yeah. Well, if you have to, I have poor timing when it comes to gas. You stay on the highway and you only stop at like a Loves or something. Make sure it's lit, well lit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's daytime. Did it? And my parents have vacationed in West Virginia, like stayed in a cabin, like out in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I'll never fucking do that now. Man, Boone County is like right outside Charleston, which is civilized. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it though? Is it civilized? I've though? always wanted to go mm-hmm. and stop and see the Mothman um, monument. Oh, mm-hmm. in Point Pleasant? Yeah. We should do that as a field trip sometime. Ooh, and then we maybe could. we'll run into the whites. Maybe. <laughs> uh, here's the problem with that is I feel like if we did run into him, we'd probably end up hanging out with him. We probably mm-hmm. would. They're like, you want to go to the strip club? And we're like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Start doing lines of Coke off the hood of the car. <laughs> was it Coke or was it crushed up pills? Maybe it was crushed up pills. All I know is they were snorting something <laughs> in the delivery room. Yeah. Like right after she gave birth, I was like, what is happening? Because that's how they get their money, right? Isn't that what the mayor says? He's like, none of them work and they always have money. Yeah, because yeah. it has that chick. She's like, I bought this pill for $2. I'll sell it for 3 Weren't they like <laughs> getting little them? baggies. Of, like, what? I don't know what they were. I think they were getting pills like for the grandma. Maybe that's like dying and then they were like taking a bunch of them and selling Uh, them but they were getting them like weren't they getting them like 50 or 100 at a time yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, and they were getting them for two a pill and they were selling them for like five or ten because she's like i'm gonna make a profit out of this wow Wow. all i can say is like it fucking stuck with me and it was it made that serenity movie that maybe that's why i woke up and i was like that serenity movie wasn't that bad (laughs) after watching this shit show Oh, I watched it's Night not. Stalker. Did you finally watch it? I finished it. Did you finish it? Yeah. You I watched it before, it before me. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good if you're into serial killer documentaries. I, I like started it and then that was I think the same night that I ended up starting <laughs> uh, that and I was like, This is this has got me. Yeah. I, I had Abby watch it after I watched it, Night Stalker, and she immediately bought window like window it's uh, fucking creepy. alarms for the Like windows. the way it's done is kind of scary too. But the dude, his fucking teeth, ugh. When you sent that mm. picture, I was like, Ugh. what is that? Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's definitely one to watch. And it's only four episodes, which is, or is it three? It's four. Four, four, four hour long. So it's pretty. pretty so it was okay. good. I'll watch it. Okay. Did you, was there anything else you wanted to talk about the whites before mm. we move on? No, we can. Are you we sure? Can, yeah. We could always do an episode on <laughs> I would be down to do an episode. An auxiliary. It is a little horrifying, to maybe, be honest. Maybe if we get a Patreon, we could make it a Patreon episode. Realistic, real life horrors with the HMC. <laughs> All right. I was going to do resolution updates, but nobody gives a fuck about our New Year's resolution. Hasn't been long enough. We got to wait like a month. Especially me, because <laughs> yeah. I haven't been doing shit. I actually ate some Oreos before you guys got here. <laughs> they were really good. Really, really good. All right. Let's jump into Truth, No Dare, Rapid Fire round. And by Rapid Fire, one of us will read a question while I answer it, and we'll keep moving around the circle. I'll go first, just because I like to go first on this, and then I'll make Seth give us his stabby's rating first because he gets so mad uh-huh. and his beard starts flopping out everywhere <laughs> i trimmed it today and these things fall out of it i all trimmed it table. today yuck <gasps> when was your first kiss um hmm. when was my first kiss i think it was in the first grade slut um Jesus. So all of our classrooms were connected. There was like a, a block, right? So you had like four classrooms and then in the middle was where the restrooms were at. So all four rooms went to the same restrooms. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. I don't know how if people out there are understanding this, but so it's like a four square with the restrooms in the middle. Okay. I think it's clear. Okay. And um, <laughs> I think... Um, 
Yeah, I kissed a girl like in, in the not in the restroom, in like the hallway to the restroom. Like you just went up and kissed her. No, it was like planned out through notes. Like, oh. We should kiss. <laughs> By the bathroom. In first grade. I'm like, cool, dude. Let's do it. She got mad when I kept grabbing her head though and like pushing her down. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. Saying. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> first grade. 19 minutes. Cut that out. Yeah. No, that was my uh, first kiss. Wow. I guess it was like a pet kiss. It wasn't like a long makeout kiss. It was really silly. No open mouth tongue. No. No. Mm-mm. Is that what you wanted for that? No. Oh. This was first. Okay. Just first kiss. Jessica. Um, mine was a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> At least what I remember, like my first kiss, I was like. I think it was 14. Holy cow. Wow. Late bloomer. Prude. Maybe 15. I don't know. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. And it wasn't really even like somebody I was dating. It was just like hmm. we started talking and then we kissed and that was it. Like a... Yeah, maybe there might have been a little tongue. I don't know. Ooh, she went went hard in the paint her first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just stuck it, <laughs> stuck it in and out. <laughs> Shoot. Seth? Uh, I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade. Hmm. Yeah, I was a girl. Mm. Shocking. Mm-hmm. We were hiding behind a bush outside the Dublin pool. Oh, man. I think we like sort of made out like what we thought was making out, but it wasn't. You were just licking each other's faces? Like, yeah, basically. <laughs> were you like cringing the whole time? No, because at that age, you're like, don't really know yet. Mm. Yeah. It okay. was just that we thought it was cool. Was it cool? I guess. You look cool. When I look at you, I think you are the coolest person i've ever seen just like we thought smoking cigarettes in the woods was cool you, you high-fived know. afterwards yeah we probably went back in the pool and swam oh man hmm interesting jeff uh <laughs> this can be dry heaving too okay what is your most embarrassing vomit story and that's pretty much what i was gonna say is that mine wasn't really vomit it was almost it was pre-vomit uh. and then i got scared out of it because Somebody made me feel shitty about myself. <laughs> Who? Why are you looking at me? Hmm. I was we just trying there. to coach you through it. I'm like, if, Jess, if you're going to puke, just do it. Did not say that. <laughs> you said compose yourself. Yeah. Basically, swallow it and fucking yeah, you're like legit get your life mad. together. You were pissed. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it interrupted hide and seek. I'm not sure what you were so mad about. Fuck off, dude. I wasn't <laughs> mad. Was I mad? He seemed like it. Seth no. was like in the corner, like, yeah, <laughs> laughing. I don't feel like I was mad. Maybe I was. I don't know. I apologize. We were extremely drunk. I don't care. <laughs> Seth? <laughs> uh, probably it was in college. I passed out on a couch on my back, and then I woke up, threw up all over myself, and then like went back to sleep on it. Oh. Yuck. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't like choke on your vomit. I know. I woke up the next morning. Can you imagine? I was like, oh, my God. We would have never met you. Did you puke again? Mm-mm. It was <laughs> awful. Like, did you clean it up or did you have like somebody clean it up for I, you? I cleaned it up like the best I could and I like flipped the couch cushion oh over because I couldn't get it all off. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, <laughs> that that is... person's probably like second <laughs> It was at somebody's parents' house too. It wasn't even like, oh my yeah. God. What a dick. I know. And I smoked a lot of weed back then too. So Jeez. I was really fucked up. <laughs> That makes your dry heaving story like wow. yeah. wasn't even that bad. I've never, I've never really done that. Yeah. You're a bad house guest. This was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like appalled that you did that. Have you guys ever known me to puke from drinking since you've known no. me? Yeah. See, I don't normally do that. He just swallows it down. It's like, <laughs> You're no, like Ted just... Mosby on How I Met Your Mother, puke free since '93. <laughs> it's been That's a while. Like a saying. 
He's gonna puke tonight now. He's gonna get a little food poisoning in him and puke. Uh, most embarrassing vomit story. Uh, in kindergarten, I puked all over the floor before we went outside to recess. And it was in front of the whole class. It was very embarrassing. Oh, that's embarrassing. It was very traumatizing. My grandfather had to come pick me up from school that day. Why'd you puke? I don't know. Did you always try to disguise it or were you just like, Bleh! Oh, no, dude. It was all <laughs> over the floor. And I think that everybody else had to go like like over it to get out to the playground. So I think the teacher just took a rug and threw it over it. <laughs> Isn't that gross? Damn. So disgusting. Yeah. And I didn't get to go to recess. I had to go home. I'm like, well, it's not my fault you guys gave me tainted milk. So they were just sitting there at the desk and just went, Bleh. No, dude, we were lined up to go to recess, and I was fucking Bleh. all over the floor <laughs> right yep. after lunch or something, dude, and it was, like, uh, not great. That's what sucks about when you're, like, little like that at school. Like, you can't really just, like, wander off yeah. and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of, if you got to puke, just puke, just do it. I yeah. did it. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> Very embarrassing. Okay, my turn. Um, yeah, that kiss was in the fourth grade, not the first grade. Oh, thank you for up. Oh, you told us this story. What? At your diaper party. It was a little more detailed, though. I don't need you to do that, but I can tell you it wasn't (laughs) the first grade. It was. I'm trying to remember where the classrooms were at. So yeah. Anyway, um, is it my read? Mine. Good. Have you ever walked into a wall? I am sure that I have done that. I can't like specifically think of a time, but I'm sure I have. Uh, I have never walked into a wall. I've never walked into a wall. I have walked into a screen door. <laughs> <laughs> like That's a screen, like, like a, a sliding door. Yeah. Yeah. Not glass. It was like the mesh. Mesh. Yeah. Did you bust through it? <laughs> no, but it like it hurt like how I hit it. I don't know. I almost did that at a cabin, Abby, and I stayed at because I was going out to check on the hot tub. Because I don't know why these people crank these hot tubs up to like 109. Yeah, it's too hot. And I'm like, they're probably trying to kill all the semen that the other people left. Um, So I went out and I turned it down because we like it around 100. So I was going out to check on it and I forgot that I had slid the screen shut so that the bugs wouldn't come in. And I'm like hauling ass, probably drunk. And I was like, got right to it and stopped. And I was like, oh, shit. Because you know at a cabin or an Airbnb, that would be like a $900 door. Oh, probably. I could go get the fucking door and put it in in a half hour and it would be fine. But no, it would be a $900 door. And they could upcharge for it big time. Oh, yeah. They'd have got me. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever shit yourself since you were a child? Um, I don't think that I have ever shit myself as an adult. I have not. I have. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually did. It was at Disneyland. I was about 30. Mm-hmm. And I ate some kind of like lasagna that was very cheesy. Ooh. And somebody made me laugh and I shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Off a laugh? Yeah. Just came out. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go in the bathroom, throw the underwear away. It was bad. Did you wipe with the underwear? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had to walk around all day? <laughs> No, we were near the bathroom, so I hobbled over there and <laughs> did you wipe la- thankfully didn't like run down my leg or anything. But... Oh my god. <laughs> were these tidy whities <laughs> No, they would have been boxer briefs. You sh- maybe you should wear tidy whities so it catches all of it. I would have caught it fine. <laughs> I guess you... it was more like a shard. It wasn't like a full-on shit. shit, but it was partway there. Did you tell anybody? Yeah. You like announced to the group. Hey, yeah. I Guys, just shit myself. I was only with one other person. I just had to throw my panties like, away. Yeah, I kind of started. <laughs> <Man>. Yeah. 
So that's the only time. Did you at least give the guy that told the joke like a lot of credit? Like, hey, dude, you're so funny. I just shit myself. No. Oh, mm-hmm. that's sad. He probably would like to know that. <laughs> it was gross. I'm pretty grossed out by it. Uh, Meatloaf says he'd do anything for love, but he won't do that. What's your that? Hmm. Um, I said like skydiving, anything stupid like that, cliff diving. Hmm. So I went like totally like to the sexual thing. With I this. assumed that you would, but I, that's a good I, one. I started to go that way, but I was like, I'm gonna go with like the most realistic thing. If they were like, let's go skydiving, or like let's jump off a bridge, and I'd be like, no. I have to agree with that. I wouldn't want to do any of those things. No, but I won't do that. Mm-mm. What's your that? Well, I like that. That that. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, I was thinking like, oh, if some dude was like, I want to take a shit on your chest or something oh, like that. Yeah. I'd be like, mm-mm. Does that happen to you a lot, does it? <laughs> no. I couldn't say. Could. People, I've honestly never loved somebody so much that I want to shit on them. People no. are into that stuff. Or pee. Or if they said they wanted to vomit on me or something like oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> huh. You wouldn't let somebody pee on you? No. No? Yeah. Unless I got like hit by a jellyfish. Isn't that supposed to help? Yeah. I don't think it really does, but I think... Uh, what if... Uh, <laughs> what if somebody wanted you to pee on them? No. No, not a chance. No. That's fucking weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about you? Yuck. Would you let someone pee on you? No, I'd never let somebody pee on me. But no. you would pee on somebody? Uh, Probably not. <laughs> okay, I thought that's where you were going with it. Like, no, no, I would never, but sure, I'll pee on somebody all day long. Yeah, I feel like he probably would. <laughs> I would not. I just, I, it wouldn't do anything for me to, to do that. And then I would have like be so disgusted with that other person after they let me pee on them. That's what I mean. It, the after effects of that yeah. would be harsh. Like, yeah. What's that called? Wet work? Wet. Wet work. I guess. I don't know. What's golden showers? That's beginning yeah, peed on. That's okay. when you get peed on. Or I guess when you pee on yeah. somebody. Yeah. Uh, no, not not my thing. And yeah. then I would probably lose the respect of for that person. So I'd be like, oh, get, get your shit and get out of here. I peed pee. all over you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I don't know what the cleanup like part would be like how, like how awkward would that be you're like okay now i need to like shower, shower and like wash yeah don't, uh, don't uh, would you like put like a trash bag down or something <laughs> like this a is tarp. a shower curtain or something yeah i don't know i don't feel like that's a spur of the moment activity no, no like you have to plan that you're just like right in the middle of going at it real good and you're like all right i'm ready to pee on you because like, you know usually you like don't have to pee while you're doing that stuff I feel like that's more of a degrading thing. Like somebody that really wants to degrade the other yes. person would, mm-hmm. or be likes to be degraded. Maybe that's why you would want to do that. I don't know. I have no desire to uh, give or receive urine. You can accomplish that with whipping and other things. We, we'll have to do a poll on Instagram someday and see what everyone thinks. What if a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, we do that all the time." <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things people wouldn't openly admit to to doing. Oh, honestly, no. it wouldn't. Mm-mm. Maybe though, who the fuck? Honestly, this day and age, who the fuck knows? Maybe it's big in Canada. Maybe Mark and Brooke <laughs> are like, oh yeah, that's how they say hi to each other. It's like normal. Hey, <laughs> it's like a little bit though. Like it's a like pss. a squirt. It's like marking your territory. <laughs> he just lift his, uh. Brooke just lifts his leg on Mark. Huh. Um. Okay. So what did you go? Did you do your mm. that? Yeah. Okay. Um. For me, my that I won't do that for love. Um. See, I looked at this question as since I'm already married, if I were to get divorced and then I were dating, um, what I wouldn't do for that other person. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
uh, it would have to revolve around the kids. I feel like if Abby and I would ever get divorced, it would be hard for me. I probably would, wouldn't date anyway, but if I did, I feel like I'm like obsessed with my kids and that would probably bother people. And then I, I, would, I wouldn't give up my relationship with my kids to to date somebody. Mm. Well, that was kind of a boring answer. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> like, what would your line be with Mila Kunis? Like, what would she have to, like, say she wanted to do that you'd be like, nope. So you went in a completely different direction than <laughs> Jessica and I went with this question, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, so yours really isn't about love. Yours is about sexual intercourse. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so, so so everybody knows I didn't put together these questions for this episode. Seth put together these questions, and that's why I'm having a hard time answering this question. So I didn't realize. Why didn't you just put that? I don't know, because I copied and pasted it. Okay. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably pee on me like goodness to be honest with you. <laughs> you probably shit on her too, wouldn't you? <laughs> Could she pee on you though? No, I would not let her pee on me. I would not pee on her so either. So that's the line. There um, it is. I, I guess. Yeah, that that would be it. That's what you were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was our spider friend coming down, but it's a piece of lint. Looks that's like really worried. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Hey, thanks. Those were good questions. They were fun. You, you did a great job. They were fun. Uh, let's jump into the getting lit and talking shit scary movie discussion. Our movie this episode is Misery. It's Seth's movie. Uh, Seth, why did you pick this movie? I don't know. When we said winter theme, this is the first one that popped in my head. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but... It's wintry. It's been very wintry. I kind of had a feeling this is the one you were going to pick. I think yeah. when we came up with the theme, I was like, you're going to pick Misery, aren't you? Mm-hmm. you? I like this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, so... I haven't either. I think I think I've seen it before, but I don't remember it. But I have read the book twice. Mm-hmm. Um, the book's really good. <laughs> if you guys want to borrow the book, it's right there. All right. Uh, I know you've heard that before, but you threw me for a loop with your pick. I thought for sure you were going to pick The Shining. Well, and I did that on purpose because you guys were like, "You're going to pick that." <laughs> so I was like, "Nah, I'm not. Nah, fuckers." Plus, it's so long. We were like, "It uh, is. I'll do it eventually." Yeah, it would be a good one to talk about. Yeah. 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 But I felt the one I picked was still more wintry than The Shining, mm. so that's kind of why it I doesn't went with get it. much more wintry than freezing to death on a ski lift. Yeah, but it's like at the end, mm. like this. Oh, I, I thought you were meaning him freezing to death at the end on The Shining, and then no, I heard no, you no. say ski lift. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. okay. You pulled a Josh. <laughs> Sorry, you were already ready to say what you were going to say before I was I done. Was, I literally I was. do that every time somebody talks to me. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not upset. Sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> Had you ever seen this movie? Um, I had not. Ooh. This will be this interesting. Was this was a first. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I don't remember. Actually, I do remember. Abby and I watched it once um, a long while ago because I hadn't seen it, but I had read the book. Mm-hmm. How many times had you seen it? You don't remember? This was maybe, maybe the third. Okay. But the last time I watched it was well over 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Our characters, we got Paul Sheldon, played by James Caan, Annie Wilkes, or Wilkinson, as Seth kept calling her when he got here. said Wilkins. <laughs> played by Kathy Bates, and Richard Farnsworth is Buster. How could you leave Virginia out of here? She's hilarious. Is that the wife? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just didn't have a spot for her. I'm sorry. Mm. Director's Rob Reiner. Get ready for this. He's directed Spinal Tap, Stand By Me. The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, A Few Good Men, Rumor Has It, and The Bucket List. That's a variety of movies. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, because I was looking it up, and he's got a ton. 
ton of director credits that he's not. I almost thought of it's like TV work maybe, but mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow, this dude's directed a bunch of stuff. I think Spinal Tap's the only one on here I haven't seen. Didn't he do um, like 16 Candles too or no? He may have. I kind of just grabbed a few and threw them on here, but I bet he had like a they ton might, uh, of directing yeah. credits. And then he also had a lot of writing credits too, I think. Uh, writer obviously is Stephen King. Have either of you read the book? No. 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 Okay. Seth, you want to hit us with the synopsi? Sure. After a famous author is rescued from a car crash by a fan of his novels, he comes to realize that the care he is receiving is only the beginning of a nightmare of captivity and abuse. Wow. You did a great job. Thanks. I'm very impressed. Thank you. With your reading skills. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to say before we get started? No. Are you sure? Yeah. She almost forgot. <laughs> She's like, are they going to remember? Maybe they'll forget about it. <laughs> so Aunt B texts me. She's like, I'm glad Jessica found her thing. I really like it. Turkey call. I'm like, Jessica literally could have done anything and Aunt B would be like, oh yeah, I like it. Like You could have pulled your pants down and farted into the microphone. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And Aunt B would have texted me and been like, I'm glad Jessica found her thing. I really Aww. like her fart. Her so butt sweet. cheeks sound very, very... Um, well moisturized. <laughs> <laughs> She's so supportive. She is. But then it's like, does she really like it or does she not like it? She's just being nice. Either way, very supportive. Very supportive. <laughs> very supportive. Very like supportive. a good expensive bra. Yes. That's what I say. Scene one, opening scene. Without it, what else is there? Paul Sheldon finishes typing up his untitled book on his typewriter and pours a celebratory champagne and lights a cigarette. Seth, I felt like this was you. Achieving great things. Lighting cigarettes. Drinking champagne. Yes. Outside, he puts the book in a snow-covered car and begins down the mountainside of a very, very snow-covered road. The snow begins to fall even harder. He checks the passenger seat to make sure his script is still there. The snow begins to fall so hard that he can barely see as he starts to spin out and lose control. The car flies off the road down a hill and slides into a ditch and stops. The snow begins to cover the car. Suddenly, we see Paul talking to his agent about his briefcase and how he's um, not a writer anymore. We see that his book series called Misery, and he's had a ton of success with this series. He killed the character because he couldn't get away from her. Back inside the car, we see that Paul's severely injured as someone cracks open the door with a crowbar. They perform CPR and pull Paul out of the car. They grab the briefcase and walk off with Paul on their back. Whew. It's had a pretty good opening scene, I thought. Yeah, it was quick. Like, there wasn't any lull. When he's driving down the mountain, did you get, because uh, of the music, did you get, like, um, John Candy, uh, fuck, what's the name of the movie? Were there, the Great Outdoors? Yeah. Did oh, you yeah. get yeah. that vibe? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is like just like The Great Outdoors. That's a great movie. You would think, I would think, this place, probably having dealt with winter storms like this before, might want to have guardrails on the hills. Yeah. Why is he driving so fast? He's like- I don't know. I was wondering the same thing because he's a Mustang, isn't he? Doesn't he drive a Mustang? Yeah, it's yeah. like a 65. I mean, but you know it's rear-wheel drive. Like, wouldn't you, like, slow down he a didn't. little? Mm-mm. Especially Mm-mm. with what he goes out there all the time. Like, he yeah. knows what the roads are like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He was excited. He wanted to get this book back to his publisher so he could get uh, get on with his life there. It was a purdy mountain. It was. I could live there. Yeah, so the scenery is really cool. I like the mm-hmm. scenery. It's very, uh, it's very winter-esque, though. There's a lot of snow. 
Um, how about the blood on him? Did it not look like paint? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's terrible. So is he the dad from Elf? No. Oh, he looks so much like him. I, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not him. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say he looks so much older like in this movie. And mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like that. I don't think it's him, but we can look. We should look that up. I'll look it up. Because he does. I, he Did does, you say Elf or Alf? Elf. Oh, then I don't know. Sorry. I thought he said oh. Alf, the TV show. So who the hell watched Alf? We did. Yeah, Fuck. my grandma watched it. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> This movie's old, so I, that's why I thought she was talking about that. It's terrible. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. So the person that gets him out of the car is very strong. Oh, yeah, like lumberjacky. Lumberjacky <laughs> strong, right? Uh, and then the other thing is that we kind of get this this um, feeling at this point that Paul Sheldon has, I compared it to um, Ethan Hawke in Sinister, where his career is kind of on the downward trend, not on the upward trend anymore. I wasn't sure based on their conversation. It sounded to me like he had wrote this series, Misery, and wasn't able to write anything successful outside of that series. Right. So That's the vibe I got. I feel like he just wanted to get out of writing these, but he was still making a lot of money off of them. Mm. Because he throws the snowball at the tree and hits the tree and says, still got it. So I'm guessing that was kind of him like saying, okay, I still got it even. Yeah, because he wrote something that wasn't misery. Mm -hmm. Paul Sheldon. Okay, scene two. I'm your biggest fan. A foggy Paul wakes up to hearing... You'll be just fine. I'll take good care of you. I'm your number one fan. We find out he's just outside Silver Creek where he was staying. He's been there for two days. Annie Wilkes is a nurse, and he is at her house. She's been taking care of him since the accident. Paul is in a bedroom with a small bed. Uh, He's hooked up to an IV, and then he falls back asleep as Annie gives him some medicine. Annie's giving Paul, I think he calls it Navarol. Yeah. She tells him it's for the pain. Uh, she couldn't get Paul to a hospital because the blizzard was too bad. The phone lines are down as well as the roads. Annie tells him that his shoulder was dislocated, but she popped it back in place. She then shows him his legs, which are, which are black and blue. They're puffy and swollen. And she's got him like tied to like, they're like metal splints, but they kind of look like crutches. Yeah, they're like she yeah. splinted them somehow. Um, we cut to Paul's agent back in New York talking on the phone. She's called the police where Paul was supposed to be staying. Uh, we find out the police officer, which uh, Seth, he is a sheriff. Mm -hmm. His name's Buster. Um, they discussed back and forth that Paul had left the lodge the week before and no one has heard from him. He puts a sticky note on his board and hangs up the phone. He asked his wife when the blizzard was, which was the same day that Paul had left. Okay, so this is a, must be a very small town because he makes a comment that he's the sheriff. He's the, what, like five or six different things yeah. that he is. He wears a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Yes, and his wife and him must run this office together. Yeah, she's the deputy somewhere. He says that later. Okay. And it's um, funny because he's like, oh, let me put the name in the system and see if we get anything. And it's just the post-it. <laughs> and he sticks it on the board. That's right. <laughs> and his wife makes a comment about, oh, we got a call today. That must mean it's a busy morning. So not a lot of action going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So do you think that Annie was lying to Paul that he had only been there for two days? Because this makes it sound like he'd been there for over a week. It kind of does. I mean. Well. After she says two days, and I feel like we kind of see that time passes. Okay. After the initial wake up. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Scene three, Annie Wilkes, the hostess with the mostess. Annie's cleaning Paul up, and we find that she's basically been following him for the last six weeks. Um, 
Annie's pretty much obsessed with Paul, and she talks about the Misery series, and uh, you just get that vibe. And she even tells him, I think, that she's like would drive up to the cabin and watch mm-hmm. him write through mm-hmm. the window. Or maybe she couldn't see in the window, and she was wondering what he was doing in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks if she can read the new book that's in his briefcase. He makes a joke and tells her that she can read it, tell him what uh, tell him what it's about, and come up with a title. She's She's like ecstatic, but he's like being sarcastic. Well, I think he's already figured out she's a fucking nutcase. See, do you think so? Next, I don't think he has yet. He seems very like naive to it for some reason. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I would be like, not in a good mood at all. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why haven't you brought me to the hospital? Like, yes. And the straight razor. I was like, <laughs> so meanwhile, Buster visits Silver Creek Lodge where he was staying and talks to the owner who tells him that nothing was out of the ordinary. He's always a good guest. He never makes any noise. Uh, we see Annie feeding Paul soup, and she starts to criticize the swearing in his book, so she started reading his new book. After explaining to her that the kids in the book are slum kids, which is what he was, um, she goes on a, a cursing rant and screaming, spills the soup everywhere. She screams, blaming Paul for spilling the soup. She immediately apologizes and tells him that she loves him. As she leaves the room, Paul's like, you can finally see on his face at this point that he is figuring out that she's like fucking way out there. Uh, Buster and his wife drive down the mountainside retracing Paul's route and he notices a broken tree limb on the side or a broken tree branch on the side of the road he scales down the hill um, but he like gets stuck in the snow just short of where Paul's car is we can see Paul's car on the other side of the snow bank but he can't yeah, we um, just see a tire sticking up. And as they begin uh, I'm sorry as they begin to leave we see Annie Wilkes drive by in her car. So a few things here. Obviously, the road is not blocked, like she told Paul. Lying bitch. Yes, but let's go back to Annie's like rant here. Like she's clearly a freaking nutcase. Yeah. Look what she made me do. I know. I like where she's like, <laughs> if I went down to the bank and said, "Here's this bastard of a check," <laughs> that actually made me laugh. I was like, she she did a lot of things that made me laugh. She does really good in this movie. Whenever she goes on her little freaks out, like it's kind of funny. Um. She's clearly obsessed with Paul in, in like an unhealthy way, I yeah. think. And again, for him to not, I think he, he's slowly getting it, but I don't really think it clicked with him until she went on this freaking rampage rant. About the soup, mm-hmm. yeah, and the swearing. Yeah, so are you, as, as, uh, are you on the same page as me that these drugs are not, well, maybe they are for pain, but really she gives him these drugs so he'll fall asleep for long periods mm-hmm. of time? I'm yeah. assuming. Okay, that's where I was. I feel like she was giving him the drugs so she could leave. Yeah. Okay. And this is where we find out that she's the deputy. Sue? Yeah. Or Virginia. Virginia. Because she puts his hand on his leg and he's like, when you're in the car, you're my deputy. That's right. She says, I'd rather be at home under the sheets with the sheriff. That's right. Yeah. Poor Buster. Virginia just wants to get some. She just wants some dick. They seem kind of old. How old do you think they are? Late 60s. Yeah, they seem older to still be doing this. Do people do that at that age? They're feisty, man. Yeah. Mm. He said. He even says something at some point about the reason the spark is in their relationship is because of the sarcasm they share. Yeah, or something, or something like that. Like they're a know. funny couple. Yeah, I agree. Kind of comic relief. They were definitely our comic relief. Mm-hmm. Scene four. Oh, I hope I didn't wake you. Andy opens Paul's door and tells him that she bought the last copy of his new book at the book or at the uh, general store. The road to town's open. She was able to call the hospital and they told her that the road to the hospital is still closed. She also called his agent and let her know what was going on. 
We find out it's Paul's daughter's birthday. He's going to miss her birthday. In the morning, Annie brings Paul breakfast. and tells him that his book is perfect. She's on page 75 as she leaves. Annie introduces Paul to her pig, Misery, and tells him that she's now on page 300. We cut to Annie looking out a window and telling Paul about her husband leaving and her diving into her work and reading the book series. That's when she fell in love with Misery is when her husband had left her misery helped her forget her problems she has two chapters left of the new book she's like zoning in and out at this point while she's talking and she seems much different than she was earlier like she wasn't as uh, outgoing and excited mm-hmm. she was like kind of just kind of dull at this point paul uh he's sleeping when suddenly his door like flies open and wakes him up and he's screaming at paul that he murdered misery as she slams his bed up and down like picking his bed up and slamming it up and down you dirty bird <laughs> She breaks a wooden stand over the top of his bed, like right over his head. And again, she calls him just another dirty bird. (laughs) As she's leaving, she tells him that she never called his family or his agent or a doctor. He'd better hope nothing happens to her because if if something happens to her, he will die. Paul looks around the room shocked as uh, out the window, he sees Annie like speed off in her car. Paul pulls himself out of bed as his legs like fall to the ground and like splat on the ground. Mm -hmm. And he like crawls to the door and finds that it's locked. Um. Okay, so do you think she has multiple personalities or is she just like bipolar? I was thinking she's like bipolar. Yeah, I would lean because it's really either like the it's, nice fake one or this crazy bitch. Yeah. Because you kind of see it here where she like zones out when she's talking to him mm-hmm. and she's like not, doesn't seem like she's all there. Did you know she's holding the pee and she's like, I thought I was going to yes. spill on him or something. Yeah. That was my next note. So uh, he pees in a bottle and she's going to go dump it for him. But like it has a lid on it, but she's like shaking it around. And I was like cringing. I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, ooh. And you can even see it on Paul's face because he's like watching the pee bottle like slosh yeah. around. I'm like, no. <laughs> Just another lying dirty birdie. Can we talk about her snorting like a pig? Oh, yeah. I did note that. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? At that point, I'd be like, I'm going to die. Especially when she turns back and does it to Paul. Yeah. And then she leaves yeah. her room. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so do you think she brought the pig in the house to meet Paul? Or like she, the pig lives in the house? We see it outside. So I don't think it lives in there. She brought it in to meet him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I think That's she like... genuinely like loves this pig. Yeah. Huh. Um. Okay, let's talk about his legs at this point when they yeah. fall on the floor and you like get the close up of his feet. Oh my god, they're all swollen and like oh, dude, they're purple and blue. It mm. just doesn't look good. It looks like Mm-mm. it's all infected or like they're <laughs> gonna fall off or something. Yeah. They look bad. His like feet are like as big around and like swollen as his calf muscles, like his calves yeah. are. They're gross. It, it almost like has like a green tint to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Like it looked like it had like gangrene or <laughs> like was gonna fall off dude it made me want to vomit hardcore not even like dry heave in the garage like full-fledged bombs yeah like josh kindergarten on the floor vomit (laughs) kindergarten on the floor vomit. (laughs) thought it was first grade no that was uh when i thought the kiss happened but that was actually the fourth grade get my fucking timeline right seth (laughs) do you think when i did that then some splashed on some of the other kids shoes had to if you're in line i bet so and they just went along with it yeah (laughs) had josh puke on their shoes all day (laughs) I hope they kept them. Maybe they'll be with Marnie someday. Uh, scene five. What are you doing on the floor? The scene opens with Buster and his wife discussing Paul not turning up yet. Back at the house, Annie helps Paul back into bed uh, from the floor. The very next morning, so he was on the floor all night. As was the way I took that. Yeah. Uh, she's tucking him in. He tells she tells Paul that God told her he delivered her. 
delivered him to her so that she could show him the way. We also find out that Annie was on the witness stand in Denver for some reason, but it never goes into why she is um, on the stand, but we find that out here in a little bit. Annie brings in a grill and soaks his his new manuscript. That's called a manuscript, right? That's what I called it. Okay. With lighter fluid, and she hands him the match. Paul tells her that there are dozens of copies out there, so really it's no big deal. Annie spouts off that she knows he's lying. He never makes copies, rattling off the complete history of this guy's habits and what he does after he writes a book. Annie starts splashing lighter fluid on the bed blankets to force Paul to, to light the grill. He finally does, and the flame goes out of control. She puts it out with water, saying, isn't this an oogie mess? Fucking <laughs> weird-ass woman, dude. Oh, my God. The whole time, she's like, heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. Who <laughs> <laughs> yells that? Uh, Outside, uh, outside, Buster flies over the house in a helicopter looking for Paul's car. The helicopter flies over and out of sight as Annie gives Paul his medicine. Uh, Paul hides it under the mattress when she leaves, not taking it. Andy, Andy, Annie is in bed watching TV, eating chips and drinking Coca-Cola out of a two-liter, which you guys know I cannot stand people that eat in bed. We see Paul hide more pills in his mattress. This time he cuts the mattress open with a fork and sticks them mm-hmm. inside of the mattress. The next day, Annie sets Paul up a studio in the bedroom, giving him a wheelchair, a typewriter, and a table. She wants him to write Misery's Return as a favor for saving him. Paul plays along but tells her that the paper she bought will smudge as he shows her uh, that it will smudge. And she like zones out as he's telling her this. Annie tells Paul she'll get him his fancy paper when she goes back to town and then goes on a rant about him not showing her enough appreciation. She suddenly grabs the box of paper and slams this box of paper down on his knees and leaves the room. Outside, Paul sees her drive away. Um, okay, this fire in the bedroom. <laughs> not, not a good idea. The, you see the curtains catch on fire. I mm-hmm. feel like the fucking house would have burnt down. <laughs> Probably. All the paper keeps flying up. And if you try to put the fire out with the water, it doesn't necessarily work that easily like it did in this, I don't think. Or does it? I don't know. I would think a bucket of water would put it out. It's not a know. grease fire. Um, if you were Paul and you're in this situation thus far all the way up to here, how would you handle this? Um... I feel like at that point I would be trying to like get on her good side or stay mm-hmm. on her good side mm-hmm. because I think he's like, fuck, I'm probably going to die here. Yeah. This lady just brought a fucking charcoal grill in the bedroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Not in a good way. She wasn't making burgers. She wasn't doing a meatloaf on the grill. Mm-mm, no meatloaf. <laughs> like, oh, shoot. Um. But like, almost feel bad for her too, because like when she brings all this stuff in, she like you could tell she really wants to please him. Yeah, I bought the best paper. I bought, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, a little sad. Like you could tell she's got mental something is wrong with this. She's woman. clearly in love with the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I really legitimately think she loves him, but it's like, oh my god. But I also feel like he is just like kind of going with the flow. Yeah. I would be more freaked out, I feel like, than he. He takes it really well. Yeah. I feel like he's very standoffish and doesn't really say a whole lot. Like, he just does what she says. But this was funny again when she goes on her rant, where she's like, oh, you bought the wrong paper, Annie. I can't write on this paper. (laughs) I'll get your stupid paper. Then she slams the box on his legs. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, because knowing how gross his legs are, they have to fucking hurt. Mm -hmm. And then slams that paper box. Those paper boxes are heavy. Yeah. It was like a ream of paper. You could tell that hurt him. Yeah. He was like, oh, God, dude, it had to have. 
Okay, scene six, Paul's great adventure. Paul tries to get a hair clip that Annie dropped on the ground. He uses the hair clip to unlock his bedroom door. The front door is locked, uh, so he gets out of his room, and he finds that the front door is locked with a key deadbolt, but the key is also on the inside. So there's it's not like a regular deadbolt. You mm-hmm. have to have a key to open this on both sides. He finds the phone's a fake. There's It doesn't actually work. There's no controls inside of it. He finds a picture of Annie uh, with another man and then a signed like, picture of himself. Yeah, it was like an autograph photo. So it makes me wonder if maybe she had met him before. I'm guessing, And yes. he probably doesn't remember. I'm sure she went to a book signing or something. He also finds a closet full of medicine, stealing one of the packs of Norvalus, the medicine she's been giving him. Uh, his wheelchair won't fit into the kitchen through the door, so he like, crawls on the floor to check the back door to see if it's unlocked. He hears Annie pulling up, and he scurries back to his wheelchair, pulling himself up into it. He makes it back to his bedroom before Annie gets inside, barely hiding the pills in his pants. Uh, he pretends that he's in so much pain so that Annie will give him more pills and she does ask him why he's sweating so badly because he is like sweating uh, profusely. Yes. Uh, she blows him a kiss as she leaves. We cut to Buster back in his helicopter. They do spot Paul's car in the snow. We see that the police chief, uh, he's on the news advising that Paul's likely dead in the snow somewhere and that they'll find him when the first thaw occurs unless animals get to him first. Buster examines the car and notices that the dents, uh, he sees the dents from the crowbar inside the car. Okay. Do you think he could actually open this door with a hair clip? What well, was a bobby pin? Okay. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> uh, even with those old locks, I don't think so. He was, he was trying to be strategic about it. Like he like brought one end up and like yeah, left yeah. the other straight. Like, I don't Maybe. Know. Well, he makes a comment about, oh, you write about this all the time. Let's make it work. So I was like, eh, I don't know if that would work. Okay. It does. Um, you did leave out one key thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He bumps that table with the figurines on it, and the penguin falls. Yes. He catches it, but he puts it back the wrong, facing the wrong way. It wouldn't do south. No. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, she's going to notice that. I forgot. Yeah, no, that's a good catch because it comes into play later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of pain Paul is in. It, it, looking at his legs, it seems to me like he's probably in a lot of pain. Um. But I feel like this was a majorly blown opportunity here. Yeah. Um, and then I have a question about him moving. So, so he's moving slowly through the house. He crawls on the floor to the back door. But as soon as he hears her, he's like in like Chuck Norris mode, dude. Mm-hmm. He's like real quick. He gets back. I'm like, why wasn't he doing this the whole time? Right. He was kind of slowly yeah. creeping through the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it was a blown opportunity. Um, Plus, his legs are basically like what happened to Dan's and Frozen. Yeah. Because she said they were a fra- compound they fractures. Were fracture, yeah. So, yeah. He's probably in a lot of pain. I think so, too. Um, it's easy for me to say that, you know, just watching the movie and not having to deal with any of the pain or anything. But it's, I don't know. I'm just like, man, he could have done so much more here. Like, I feel like maybe he could have, like, hid. And then, like, caught her off guard, yeah. maybe? I don't know. I saw him looking at the knives that time, yeah. but he didn't grab one. But you have to remember, yet. he can't stand up. One of his arms is broken. He so does I, get mm. right back up in that chair, though, really <laughs> yeah, Right? That's true. That's why I was like, what are you doing, man? Plus, they're pretty isolated. It's not like he could go outside and go anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's the one. Another thing, I was like, why is he even checking the back door? Because his chair won't fit. No. So even if he can open the back door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Scene seven. Paul makes a cocktail. Uh, this scene opens with Paul breaking open the Norville pills and putting them in, putting the powder into an envelope that he had made with paper. Yeah, um, she gave him that notepad. Yes. Yeah. So we cut to Paul, the typewriter. He's looking like dazed. He starts to type. Annie enters the room and tells him the story is all wrong, except for the gravedigger being named after her. He can keep that part. 
Annie explains her love of cliffhangers. There were theater productions when she was a kid. She screams about how upset she would be if uh, she would have been when a story doesn't make sense. She tells Paul this this whole huge story. I'm not going to go into. Yeah, it, I but, don't. Uh, we see another snowstorm has come and the ground starting to be covered with snow again. We see that Annie's reading Paul's latest rewrite and she is very happy at the new storyline. She dances around in circles with excitement. Paul asks Annie if she'll have dinner with him that night to celebrate Misery's return. She leaves with a smile on her face. Puts on her Liberace records. Mm -hmm. Back in town, Buster gets a call and we see that Buster's bought a bag of Misery books. Buster's going to read the books and find out what Paul wrote about. Back at Annie's, they're sitting at the dinner table. Annie's dressed up as Paul tells her she looks nice. Uh, he's basically BSing her a lot, trying to make mm. her feel comfortable about her meatloaf being the greatest meatloaf he's, meatloaf he's ever had. They toast to misery. Before she drinks, he asks her if she has any candles. Basically, he wants her to leave the room for a moment. When she leaves, he pours the powder out of that envelope he made into her wine. As they toast, Annie knocks the candle over and spills her wine all over the table. Yeah. Uh, that part was like... Cringy. I was like, "Fuck." Do you guys think she knew that the powder was in the in the drink? I thought about it, but I don't think she did. I think it was just a mistake. Yeah. But like, damn. <laughs> yeah, he worked so hard. <laughs> you can <laughs> like set up the whole yeah. thing so he could drug her, and she fucking knocks it over. I know. Like, I'm like, oh, this is actually really smart. Yeah. It's a really good idea because yeah. he's like playing into her. Mm. I think she really thinks he's being sincere because even mm. after she knocks it over and pours more, you would think she would because you can tell he's upset. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you would think if she knew, she would be like, yeah, okay, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but did you notice the first thing he typed on the typewriter? Fuck, 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 yeah. fuck, fuck. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Did you like how um, when Virginia was like on the phone at the oh. sheriff's station <laughs> yes, and she was like telling somebody like they were like, where is he and where's Buster? And she's like, I don't know. He's probably out there having an affair. It <laughs> <That laughs> was funny. He's basically like, oh, well, I'm flattered that you think I have that kind of energy. Because <laughs> then when he comes in, she's like, someone on the phone wants to know who you're having an affair with. <laughs> she hands the phone over. You like these two, don't you, Seth? They're funny. They remind you of your parents? Kind of. I yeah. think it's because they're aged, too. Like yeah. they're, they're older. You wouldn't expect them to say stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just like that Buster, in the previous scene, they, so you, you've got these police chiefs and all these people there, and Buster, the old hillbilly cop from the small town, is the one that notices that there mm. are... Crowbar marks mm -hmm. in the yeah. door. Yeah. Like, okay. And let's talk about Annie's outfit for a moment. Okay, let's. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> She looks like a fucking pilgrim. She does. It's like the white like neck <laughs> neckline. Like, what is this bitch wearing? Uh, well, I mean, she lives out in the middle of nowhere by herself. I mean, like true. Can we also talk about how she calls him Mr. Man? Oh, I oh yeah, I forgot that. about that, Mr. Man. I cannot stand that. Why? Because some girl that um I used to babysit for, like I used to babysit her kid, would call her kid Mr. Man all the time, and I just was uh, cringy to me. You hated it. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> i don't know why i don't like that mr man mr man gross why don't you like out. it why does it gross know. you out it's just the combo of the two mm, mr yeah. man and her story i know it was Yuck. long but at the end where she's like he didn't get out of the cock a duty car dude she's fucking wild dude yeah kathy i almost said norman kathy bates <laughs> acting in this movie is really really great yeah it is. she does a great it job is. So you hate Mr. Man. Um, Mr. How about when women call their uh, sexual partner daddy? Mm, that doesn't bother me that, that much. That doesn't bother you? No, I don't like hubby. 
or hubs. I hate it when people say my love. My love. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Me and my love and like on fa- I'm like, ew. Yeah. I would be more okay with like saying it than like writing it out <laughs> on like a yeah. post or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Scene eight. Little scrapbook Annie and welcome back Wilkes. This is a little bit of a long one, kids, so buckle in. We get a montage of Paul writing, Buster reading, and the snow continuing to fall outside. While Paul's typing, we see that he is using the typewriter as a means to exercise and get his strength back. So he's doing like curls and like presses with his shoulder presses, trying to get his strength back. After a series of scenes of Paul typing, Annie brings Paul his pills and looks extremely depressed. She says that it's the rainstorm outside. It gives her the blues. She's upset because she's in love with Paul and he'll never love her back. She's scared to lose him. We find out that the book is almost done and his legs are getting better as she, as, uh, she shows him her gun, which was fucking out there, dude. We see Annie drive off outside as inside Paul makes his way into the kitchen and grabs a butcher knife. Meanwhile, Buster's reading the misery books in bed with uh, with Virginia there. Seth, did you want to see a sex scene here? No. No? no Not at all? Fu- I want to see it. It would be funny <laughs> if like, she had made a comment. Like, <laughs> get, a get up in this muff buster oh what? <laughs> muff buster. Muff buster. <laughs> Paul finds that Annie has been keeping newspaper clippings of him missing. He also finds clippings of other people who've died. He finds clippings of a child's death at the hospital Annie worked at. She was the head nurse there, as well as other clippings of her being arrested. Back in bed, Paul practices knife pulling techniques to get faster because he does steal a knife from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The scene opens with Paul in. Uh, the next scene opens with Paul in bed as he hears Annie return outside. Annie walks uh, inside, but she goes straight to her room to watch TV. Outside, there's another rainstorm as Paul slowly wakes up to Annie standing over him as she injects him with a needle and walks off. Paul wakes up to find himself strapped to the bed. Annie tells him that she she knows he's been up. Her penguin was moved. So this is what Seth's talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. I think it's always facing south, correct? Yeah. Okay. Paul looks for the knife under the bed, but Annie shows him that she's already found it. She also found the key. Well, it's not really a key. It's his hair clip. And she shows, uh, she knows that he's been reading her scrapbook. She thinks that he needs more time. She tells him about the Kimberly Diamond Mines and what they did to natives who stole the diamonds. She tells him about hobbling. This is the most memorable scene from this movie. As she puts a, it's a four by four, right? Yeah. Puts a four by four between his ankles, pulls out a freaking sledgehammer and proceeds to swing it like Babe Ruth into his ankle. Ugh. I forgot <clears throat> that they showed the one. They show it. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. think they did. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Funny story about that. Before we get to that, that's not enough. She moves to the right side of the bed and breaks his other ankle and tells him, God, I love you. Uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I guess what everyone thinks of when they think of this movie is that scene. Which is funny because it's different in the book, which we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, I agree. So funny story real quick. Um again Ambi, she texted me i was like hey frozen i love it i feel like i got to watch it just listen to you guys talk about it. it's great i can't wait for misery so on the uh, apple gif app you can get for your phone it has that scene <laughs> oh. it, it is just her swing the sledgehammer and you see the ankle go yeah <laughs> so i sent it to her and she's like that's fucking nasty i'm not gonna listen now oh no <laughs> i didn't think they showed it i forgot and i was i would have looked away dude but, it looked really good it yeah, was like it bloop because they didn't show the second one, but they showed the one. Okay, so let's let's uh, rewind a little bit. So um, Annie obviously has a track record, which we see through those newspaper clippings, right? Yeah. Um, what did you guys? Uh, what I saw out of that was that she was 
there was something about a child dying. She was a head nurse somewhere, and then she she was ahead of the maternity ward, I think, is okay. what it said. Mm-hmm. And all these babies started dying. Did it say? And maybe I'm misremembering, but did it say something about a baby being kidnapped? Mm. I don't. If there was, I didn't see I'd it. I missed it then. Okay. I just I just saw like two different clippings of like babies. But yeah, it didn't say away. like how they died. It just said they died. Okay. Which was it just like neglect on her part or was she doing it on purpose? Which mm-hmm. kind of seems like she was fucking doing it on purpose. Yeah. I think in the book she's doing it on purpose, if I remember correctly. Um yeah. Then we see that she got arrested. They called her Dragon Nurse. Nurse Dragon. Dragon Lady. Dragon Lady. Mm-hmm. Something, yeah. Yeah, so she's clearly got a track record. Did it have anything in there about her husband missing, going missing or dying? Yes, he was like an investment banker. Okay. And it said he plunged to his death. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I couldn't remember. Um, the other thing. But then I think it said she died. I did see that. So in the she beginning. must have faked her death? Yeah, she's like hiding out, I think. Okay. Because I don't think her name's really Annie Wilkes. Yeah, I'm not sure what it actually. I would have to go back and see. That's why I like taking oh, but notes then I and wonder, like watching. Yeah. Because the guy that plunged to his death last name was Wilkes. So I wonder oh. if she somehow killed him and then acted like she was the like widow. with them or something. I can't remember, I honestly. Mm. I can't remember. Um, the, were these newspaper clippings from a different area? Yeah, because remember she said she was on the stand in Denver. That's right. Yeah. And okay. now they're out, obviously, out of town. Let's let's jump to Paul real quick. Um was this not the worst idea? Did, did he not think she was not going to realize his knife was missing? Right. The, the right. biggest fucking butcher knife in the whole block? Right. I was like, come on, dude. It kind of cracks me up when he was like practicing. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <out."> he <was> like <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how about hobbling? What did you think of the hobbling oh, scene? Oh, God. That would hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. dude. That was like the one time I felt like the pain on his face actually looked accurate mm. to what was happening. Like, terrible made me want to vomit i'm like oh like i forgot they showed it i was like mm-hmm. and then her saying god i love you afterwards yeah just fucking terrible <sighs> i was like oh she's, she's fucking nuts she's just really into some kinky shit there you go you found that yeah. would be my that right there don't want that to happen <laughs> don't get hobbled yeah i don't want to be hobbled for love scene nine buster gets creative as Buster's reading in the sheriff's office, he sees Annie outside yelling at another driver as she pulls into town. <laughs> you cock-a-duty. <laughs> Buster heads to the library and begins to look at old newspaper articles about Annie Wilkes. In one of the articles, he sees a quote from Annie, which is the same quote he read in Paul's book earlier. He actually wrote it down after he read it. Mm-hmm. Back in Annie's, we see Annie outside carrying in some uh, feed to the barn. Back in town, Buster talks to the general store owner about Annie's obsession with the misery books. He also tells Buster that she's been buying a lot of paper lately, the type and kind. Back in Annie's, Paul sees the sheriff's truck pull outside just as Annie sticks him with the needle and he falls asleep. Annie Throws him over his shoulder, carries him to the basement, I think. Or she wheels him to the basement and then carries him down. Just as Buster goes to knock on the door, she opens the door and greets him. Annie rattles off Paul Sheldon facts and tells him that she's his biggest fan and very sad about his missing. As Buster looks around, Annie tells him that she's going to be Paul's replacement and explains that's why she's been buying the paper at the general store. She's been trying to write like Paul, but she just can't do it. Annie makes cocoa as Buster sneaks upstairs to look around. As Buster's leaving, he hears a rattling inside and runs back to check on Annie. He hears Paul yelling downstairs and he opens the trap door leading to the basement. He looks down to see Paul on the ground as Annie shoots him in the back with a shotgun, killing him. Annie tells Paul that she knows the time has come. She's put two bullets in her gun 
one for each of them. It'll be so beautiful. Don't be afraid. I love you. She starts walking down the stairs. Paul tells her that he loves her too, and they must die, but it must be so misery can live. We must finish the book. By dawn, we'll give misery, we'll, we'll give misery back to the world. Oh boy. Yikes. Couple things here. The shotgun blast was pretty. You could see the bullets come out the front. Yeah. The shells come out the front of him. I forgot about. It. I was not expecting that. Sad. Um, if you were Buster, would you not have like? Obviously, this lady's crazy. You mm. find that out from the general store guy. It's pretty obvious. Paul's probably at her house. I feel like he probably should have brought somebody with him. Yeah. Or maybe called like another station with more people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just felt like he probably he was he was too laxed with what he did there. Mm. Um, and the other thing I got from this is, does Annie have superhuman strength? Yeah, I don't know how she carried his ass down the steps like that fast. I don't either. She's she's pretty fucking strong, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's like an ox. She carried him out of that car wreck and everything. Yeah. Like, mm. But I think she like legit thinks they're like together. Yeah. Because she oh, comes yeah. back. She's like, hi, pumpkin. And doesn't they <laughs> flip her off? I can't. Because then she's Probably. like, oh, such a kidder. <laughs> Ugh, she's just fucking crazy. Yeah, she like legit thinks they're like an item. It cracks me up how many times he's like, you crazy bitch. (laughs) 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 Oh, dude. (laughs) Scene 10, misery for the whole world. We see Paul feverishly typing as Annie rushes in, excited to hear the end of the book. Paul tells her he needs three things when the book is finished, a cigarette, a match, and champagne. (laughs) Don Perignon is what she calls it. Poor Annie. Paul tells <laughs> Paul tells Annie he's almost done and to get the champagne. She sets up a tray with a cigarette, matches champagne, and the gun. She asks if she did good. He tells her that she did a great job, except this time they'll need two glasses. When she leaves, Paul grabs the papers, dousing them with lighter fluid. When Annie returns, he lights the papers on fire and bashes Annie in the head with a typewriter as she bends down to put out the fire. She gets up and attacks Paul, telling him that she'll kill him. He's a lying cocksucker. I know. That's why I kept bringing up her other cuss words, because now she's like, you lying cocksucker. Paul smashes her face, knocking her down as she shoots him in the shoulder with one bullet and then misfires the second from the gun. They fight back and forth on the ground. Paul smashes the ashes of the paper into Annie's mouth, which was disgusting. Annie kicks him in the nuts and gets up. She runs, uh, but Paul trips her, making her trip and hit her head on the typewriter as she passes out. Paul pulls himself uh, by the arms through the room as Annie jumps on his back. Jump scare. Paul reaches out and grabs a cement pig statue, hitting Annie in the face with it, knocking her out as she falls over next to him on the ground. This was a lot. A lot going on. Did you Mm. think she was dead from that first typewriter where she fell and hit her head on the typewriter? Yes. Did you? When he hit her with it. I mean, those things are heavy. Yeah. I did, but I was like, no, she's going to come back. Like, (laughs) for dramatics. The killer always comes back for one last scare. I like how when he shoves the paper in her mouth, he's like, you twisted fuck. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Dude. Okay, scene 11, the final scene. Paul walks into a building in a big city as his agent hands him a book across the table. The book is called The Higher Education of J. Philip Stone by Paul Shelton. She tells him that for the first time, he might have a shot at some prizes. He's been taken seriously, finally. He tells her that he wrote it for him. In some way, Annie Wilkes also. She helped him. She asks if he'd write a nonfiction book about what what went on at the house. He says it's weird that even though he knows she's dead, he still thinks about her once in a while. As they're talking, he sees Annie Wilkes dressed in a waitress outfit, pushing a cart around the corner, holding a knife. 
We cut back to the waitress who is not actually Annie Wilkes as she asks if Paul, uh, if he is Paul Sheldon and tells him that she is his biggest fan. Number one fan. The end. That's very sweet of you. Yeah. Mm, poor Paul. And he is the dad from Elf. Damn, you waited that long to tell us? I did. Damn. Keep it's us him. in suspense. It's him. Now that last fighting scene, man. Jesus. That was rough. They beat the piss out of each other, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and he did that thing with the eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were all bloody. Ugh. I think it plays into her superhuman strength, though. She just kept coming back. You lie, cocksucker. That was fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. All right, let's jump into some thoughts after watching. So my immediate thought after this was, like, Kathy Bates steals the show in this movie. She oh, she's is awesome in this. great in this movie. I think she's great in, like, most things that she's in. She's a really good actress. Yeah? Yeah. Like, she's in the American Horror Stories, and she's fucking crazy mm. in those. Is she really? Oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen her in much, to be honest. She's nuts. Like, she always plays that kind yeah. of role, too. Yeah, have you ever like, seen um, Dolores Claiborne? No. Where she, like, kills her husband and buries him in a well and all this stuff. It's no. a good movie, too. And He's, like, abusive and shit, though, but, yeah. She's the main character? Mm-hmm. It's around this era, maybe a couple years newer. Yeah, so I thought she did excellent. And what I really liked about it is, because I've seen... Have you guys watched the second season of Castle Rock? No. The actress that plays Annie, because Annie Wilkes is in that se- that season, oh. is does like a lot of the same mannerisms and the way that she talks is very similar to how Kathy Bates was in this. So I thought that was really cool that she took that character and even like people that are portraying that character later are doing like the same thing she's doing. Which, I mean, it's similar to the way it's written in the book, but still, like, to bring mm-hmm. that character to life. Yeah, she, she was phenomenal in she this. She did really good. I also thought they did a great job of making it believable that Paul is really stranded out in this mountainous area mm-hmm. and by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it did a lot of the, I guess Frozen would have gotten it from this, I guess, but it did a lot of the same things where it shows the storms mm-hmm. and um, how bad it is. And I, I think it's believable that he really is in the middle of nowhere. So maybe he couldn't have done more. I don't know. Maybe I was being harsh. I could have totally lived in that house. Aside from the crazy shit. Yeah. Well, and you can't use the whole excuse of why didn't he have his cell phone with him? Because that was obviously pre. It was pretty rare in 1990 yeah. to have a phone. Well, and then he goes out to the phone and he grabs it mm. and there's like yeah. the whole bottom of it's cut out. There's nothing. Yeah. So that's when I was like, oh, she's for sure just like <laughs> hiding, hiding out. <laughs> like she has no phone line. She's just fucking living out there. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's talk book versus movie real quick. So the sledgehammer scene from the movie does not actually happen in the book. She actually cuts one of his feet off with an axe. Oh, God. Yeah. So a little different. And Annie's character in the book, from what I remember, is it because he talks about it multiple times throughout the book, how dirty she is. She's like really big. She like is she stinks. Oh. Mm. So a little different than the than the way she's portrayed in the movie. I don't think she looked like she was dirty. No, no. the movie, she seems very like clean and mm-hmm. like proper and she seems like ocd almost yeah. the fact that she knows which way that fucking penguin faces mm. all the yeah. time like yeah i think not definitely not dirty in the movie but there's multiple comments in the book about how she smells and like your hair is like really greasy and she's like kind of mm. gross mm. um and the house is really dirty when he finally gets out the house is like really gross um and she's obviously just as mental as she is in the movie as she is in the book. But at the end, um, he doesn't kill her with the pig statue. She does hit her head on the typewriter, I think. But she like tries to go out the window that's broken and get a chainsaw. 
Oh, shit. But I think she dies, like, from... Because she did hit her head, and she had something going on. If she doesn't make it back with the chainsaw, I don't think. Maybe she gets the chainsaw, but doesn't make it back to the house. But she does die um, from those wounds. Um, the other thing is... You remember how it shows her leaving? Yeah. In the book, she leaves for, like, multiple days. Because her and her husband had, like, a getaway cabin somewhere that was, like, 30 or 45 minutes away. And she would go stay there to, like, clear her mind. So she would leave him there for, like, days by himself. Mm. To the point, a couple of times where he almost starved to death. Or, oh, God. Or maybe it was water or something where he almost like basically died from that. And the basement scene in the book is worse because she puts him down there to punish him. And there's like rats down there. And she leaves for like days. And there's like oh. rats down there. Yeah, it's really oh. gross. Um, so just a couple different things. Um, I guess for 1990, that'd be a pretty horrific movie. Yeah. Well, I think also there's time constraints, right? With yeah. a with a book, you can make the book as long as you want, which I don't think it's that long. But the movie, you kind of want to keep it within a certain time frame. I think. Kind of surprised they haven't redone this one. It'd be interesting. I don't. Know, I think it's really well done. I don't know that I'd want them to redo it, honestly, mm. after watching it. But maybe I guess you can make it kind of. I mean, for younger people that have never seen it, probably wouldn't watch this old of a film. I think it would almost be a better series. I think yeah. so. I was thinking how even if they like redid it as a movie now it would be fucking mm. awesome. I'm sure they would make it more, a lot more graphic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Really chop that foot off with an axe. But she does such a good job. I'm like, who could take her place? She I does don't know. so well. Like, I'm telling you, the actress that plays her on Castle Rock is really good. Really? Yeah. She's really good. So does she like force herself on him in the book or anything? I can't feel remember. like she's crazy enough to like. I, was I really surprised can't that remember. Didn't, like, yeah. More of that didn't happen. Honestly, I thought it was going to. But she's really mm. in love with him. I'm surprised she didn't like get on him and like. Yeah. <laughs> and do what? Ride him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got two broken legs. What's he gonna do? Right, and she's got him strapped down like most yeah. of the time. Maybe he's into that. Seth's like, I wish I were there. He's not. A, he's not as freaked out throughout all of that as I would be. I feel the same way. Mm. I feel like he didn't get overly dramatic, and yeah, I agree with that. Well, he was playing her. He wanted to make sure that he yeah. seemed like, oh, That's you know, true. this is normal. Because I guess when she does leave a few times, you do see he's like, like shakes his head yeah. and like his yeah. eyes get big. So I could see that. Um, so in the book, the sheriff killing is different. It's actually a deputy that shows up and um, realizes that Paul's there. I forget how. But she actually stabs him with a fucking knife and then runs over him with a lawnmower. Jesus. Oh, shit. Yeah, like she's nuts in the book. It's 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 wild. And then the other thing is the burnt book. So um, she doesn't actually burn his whole manuscript in the book. I think she burns a part of it because when he escapes, he actually takes the book with him and he's actually able to publish it. And that's what gives him his newfound fame. Exciting stuff. So, you know, if they redid it, they could throw that scene in there with CGI being how it is and it would be yeah. crazy. Yeah. That'd be a lot more violent, I feel like. Yeah. They can make her this crazy. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So last thing here for thoughts after watching. What is your favorite Stephen King adaptation uh, from one of his books? I don't care who wants, to, who wants to go first. Anybody? I guess like, I mean, obviously it. And I don't know if it's just because it's newer. Mm. But this would probably be my second favorite. I think. Third would be Christine. I like that movie. Okay. What about you? What do you think? It's a tough one. I huh? just, I really, I love the new It movies so mm -hmm. much. Um, but I'm gonna go away from that and say I liked Doctor Sleep mm. better. Mm -hmm. Did you really? Mm -hmm. 
Do you like Doctor Sleep better than The Shining? No. So I guess I should. I guess I should stick with The Shining, but. I was just trying to do something different. <laughs> I was trying to pick something yeah. other than my usual, like outside That's... of those two, because they're both super well known. I feel like yeah. more yeah. people have seen those than like Doctor Sleep or like. Plus, it's hard because it is the only like new movie on this list. Like yeah. all of his other stuff was pretty old. Yeah, the movies anyway. Yeah, I tried to put the bigger ones on here because he's got a ton that have been mm-hmm. adapted. Um, I also read. I'm I'm trying to do like what I've read, so like. Mm. Doctor Sleep, the book compared to the movie, I thought was good. Did you? So you made it through the whole Doctor Sleep book? Yeah. I tried. I could not fucking do it. Really? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. As soon as it came out, I got it, and I couldn't. I was just like, I am not enjoying this. Yeah. I stopped reading it. Maybe I'll have to go back and try. So I never even watched a movie, to be honest with you. Mm. It's it's pretty good. I like it. But as you I know, I also don't like Ewan McGregor at all. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's that was the hard thing for me when I saw it was coming out. I was like, why? I felt like they could have used somebody else that would have done better, but it's still it's still yeah. pretty good. Uh, Stand By Me is a good movie, too. I just saw that on here. Yeah, that is good. Uh, for me, it's got to be the new It. I think the new It movies rank way up there for me. I think they're really well done. The f- Chapter 1 more so than Chapter 2. I think they got a little too CGI crazy in Chapter 2. Yeah, chapter one's definitely better. I agree. Plus, it's the camaraderie between the kids, mm-hmm. I think, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's got to be it. Um, but honestly, I really like The Mist, too. And mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that, you know, probably going to get hate for this, but I don't mind the Carrie remake. I don't necessarily like the old Carrie movie. I like the old one. It's just dated for me. I think they're both, they made it so similar to yeah. the old yeah. one. They didn't, like, change See it up that much. See your dirty pillows. But I do like I do like the new Carrie. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I do. I don't hate. It's not like it's one of my favorite movies, but I would watch the new Carrie yeah. movie. I don't hate it. Not Children of the Corn, where the jump scare originated. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind Children of the Corn either, honestly, because uh, Mark from a podcast on Elm Street and I got into a uh, debate a few weeks ago about Stephen King movies, and I'm like, most of them suck. A lot of them do. I feel like a lot of them aren't even, they don't even turn into like blockbuster movies. They're just like made for TV. Yeah, there's a lot movies. of made for TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I put together this list and now I'm, I'm, I might even cut this out because I don't want him to get any fucking <laughs> happiness out of listening to this. But like, I'm like, okay, maybe most of them don't suck. I mean, a lot of them do, but I feel like they're either really good or they're really bad. Like mm-hmm. there's not, like 1408 is a really good movie, I think. Mm-hmm. The Mist is good. The Green Mile's good. I, you're gonna hate me, Jess. I'm not a huge fan of The Shining. Yeah, it is it's very okay. long. It does have a lot of slow. That. It's got a lot of slowness. But I'm excited to do the episode, though. Have you not seen Christine? I don't think I've ever seen I've Christine. Seen you haven't either. seen that one. We might have to do that one. But it's pretty good. All right, so Seth, you're going with it, the new it, or yeah, I think so. I went with it, and yeah. Jess, you went with. The Shining? I mean, I initially said it, <laughs> but The Shining is like my, my favorite horror movie, so I guess that's my choice. You don't have to. Fuck, you can pick um, The Green Mile if you want. Nah. I like Dreamcatcher, <laughs> too. I forgot I just, about Dreamcatcher. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's good. A lot of people think it's shit. I don't think it got a very good like. I'd have to watch it again. It's been a long time. I think I have it. Duddits. Duddits. <laughs> Not Maximum Overdrive with Emilio Estevez. <laughs> that was on our trivia that we missed. Yeah, we fucked that up, didn't we? Where, like, the semis come alive and stuff. Dude, I've just come <laughs> to the realization that the three of us are not meant to do trivia. Jess no, and I, for sure. Was, 
are not trivial people. It's like a test to me, mm. and I'm not a good test taker. Yeah. It's like I get anxiety. Yeah, I get I'm panicky. like, oh, fuck. And I feel like a lot of the time I know the answer, and then I'll say something else. Yeah. I'm like, God, why didn't I just go with my first instinct? Yeah, or they'll tell you the answer, and you're like, I fucking knew that. Like, why did I yeah. not do that? I'm not a good on-the-spot answer. Me neither. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, so I'm going to be on uh, the We Love Horror podcast. So I don't know if the episode came out today or he's, when he's releasing it. But nonetheless, we did Rob Zombie. And at the end of it, he gave me like a Rob Zombie trivia. And like out of seven questions, I got like three <laughs> out of seven. So like three <laughs> right, four wrong. For Rob Zombie? Yeah, I did horrible. Jeez, Josh. But I, I, when we start, I'm like, I'm going to let you know. Because... I think he's. We're all going to be on there at some point on that show. I'm like, we are all terrible at trivia. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah, they should. We should gloss over that section. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we can talk about it doing it when we all go on there. But yeah, I totally embarrass myself. But that's fine. It's whatever. I'm good at it. So what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> HMC favorites. I had to take one out because I don't think there's any kill. Oh, well, I guess Buster's really the only kill in the movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, Seth, what was your favorite scene from the movie? I'm going to have to go with the hobbling scene just because it's the most memorable. That's what I always think of when I think of this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with any scene that Kathy Bates goes straight fucking borderline crazy yeah. Andy Wells because they were like it was scary at times but it was mm-hmm. also funny so yeah. when she did yeah. it I was like this bitch is nuts she's yeah. crazy <laughs> Jess um I feel like well it was kind of like sad when it happened but when they're at that dinner and she fucking knocks that drink over mm-hmm. and the disappointment on his face uh, I was just like god damn yeah. it all you that know, planning he was so disappointed mm-hmm. I guess that's not really like my favorite scene, but that just sticks out to me so much because he worked so hard to yeah. like put that together <laughs> and it was just so disappointing like for him. I do feel like he could have tried it again though because she leaps yeah. so much. I feel like oh, he's like, okay, I did it once. Yeah. I'll go get another packet of drugs and try it Do you it think again. he was trying to kill her? I feel like he's just trying to knock her out so he could like try to find another phone. Or... But that's a lot of pills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He probably didn't care at that point. No. He just wanted to try and Make escape. sure she was out, yeah. Yeah. I'll mm. probably say the hobbling scene, though, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. Her saying, God, I love you. Afterwards, <laughs> just like gave me chills. Do you think she came? Maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she you was think moist. So? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she was <laughs> Her poise pad was needed changing. Her what? <laughs> Her poise, poise pad. <laughs> What's a poise pad? It's thing that old ladies wear. Yeah. Oh. Pads. You think she just walks around with it on? Isn't that like, isn't All that the like, time. I when she's like, around Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Paul. Like, I know I'm going to get wet breaking his ankles. Oh my God, uh-huh. dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jess, what's the thing you like most about the movie? Um, how good of an actor she is. Like, unreal. I actually am going to second that. But hands down, Kathy Bates. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Seth, what's the one thing you did not like about the movie? Hmm. I don't know if there's anything I didn't really not like, actually. There was a couple slow parts, but I guess that'll be it. You know, honestly, for this being, it was like an hour and 45, hour yeah, and 50 minutes, I, I, I didn't really feel like it was that slow, to be honest with you. There's a couple spots, but there wasn't really isn't anything I don't like about it. Okay. Jess? Uh, I think the scene like that we were talking about where you were like, he probably could have been rushing a little bit more mm. like before she came back to the house, but mm. he was like being all slow. And then once he heard her, he was like busting ass all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden and he could fucking get up in that chair like nobody's business. Yeah. Adrenaline. That might, I mean, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause he was sweating profusely. Yeah. Um, 
thing I didn't like, but I liked the movie really well. I, I really enjoyed it thoroughly. I think the only thing, I guess it made me a little sad is that Buster died. Yeah. Yeah. I was Kinda thinking sucked. about Virginia. Like, they had such yeah. a good, like, relationship. Yeah. Sad. Like, did he have to die? I don't think so. I feel like she's got to He was, like, the only out. one that really cared and, yeah. like, knew what the fuck was going on. I also feel like it was kind of his own fault because he probably should have brought back up. But then again, he's probably thinking, I'm going out to this lady who lives by herself. Yeah. But he did investigate her at the at the library and mm-hmm. knew she was crazy. So that was probably my, I don't, I just wish Buster didn't die. But yeah. maybe that means it was good because it, it, you know, kind of. What happened to his body? Like, we never even know. Like, there's no resolution there. Maybe she fed it to the pig. Maybe. Left it in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Will I watch this movie again? Yes, I will probably watch this again. Yeah, I want to watch it without taking notes now. Same. Maybe it'll be a projector hot tub night movie. Yeah. Ooh. Secret Lover. Did Abby watch it with you or no? Mm-mm-mm. Nope, I watched it by myself. That'll be interesting to see her reaction. She's seen it. She actually likes this movie. Oh, she has. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can talk to her about it when you go upstairs if you want. Hey, girl, let's talk about misery. Let's talk about the Miz. Miz the, the Miz. Miz. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our Stabby's ratings, kids. We rate every movie on a zero to five Stabby's rating. We'll average it out at the end. Um, to date, our top three movies right now are Scream with a 4.8, Texas Chainsaw with a 4.7. Well, I guess with more than three because we got The Ring and The Conjuring, Rob Zombie's Halloween, all with a 4.7. At the bottom is Killer Condom and uh, Ginger Dead Man with a 0.7 and a 1.5 respectively. Poor movies. Seth, do you hate going first? I do, but okay. You shouldn't tell me because then I'm going to make you go first. I have every episode. I'm going to give this... It's hard for me. 4.6. 4.6? This is up there for me. And I realize I've given out 85 4.5s, so I need to try to change it up a little bit. So, just Seth and I were I am in the other day, and um, we sound so fucking old when I say that. <laughs> we were I am in the other day. And I was looking at these stats, and I was like, dude, you've given out, like, I, it was an ungodly amount yeah, of 4.5. That's he's, a lot. He's also given out the most, like, in the fours. Um, I'm like, yeah. dude, you're, but then I did all of ours and you weren't far behind him but I was like you like gave out a lot of like in the fours mm-hmm. it's a, he's a favorable raider I have given a lot of fours as well but yeah 4.5 is Seth's go to if you look at his he's got like 4.5 yeah. 4.5 4.5 so, that's why I'm giving <laughs> this a 4.6 interesting so that puts it for you uh, I, I don't have your sheet that's up with like Jeepers Creepers The Conjuring Insidious. Insidious it's Kathy Bates man she just makes this movie she did a great job if it was anybody else I don't think it would be I also feel like it came out in 1990 and it's 2021 now and it really I don't I mean yeah it's dated but I don't think it's like it's not like Scream where we watched it and like like the clothes were funny we right. made fun of her pilgrim dress but I don't yeah. think it was really that dated honestly Mm-mm. no and you're really just in the house the whole time so you don't really see much that's true I guess maybe the sheriff or the sheriff's office is you know he's got like this sticky note thing that wouldn't happen today but yeah, I mean the cars are older but that's true mm-hmm. alright Jess what do you give Seth's pick Misery. I gave it a 4.1. Ooh. Would you like to expand upon why you gave it a 4.1? Um, I mean, I, I was looking at my scores and trying mm. to figure out like what I liked it better than. I know Jeepers Creepers was at a 4.1. So I was like, I like it equally to that. 
but not as much as Strangers at a 4.2. Mm. Um, but also, yes, I thought her acting was great. I thought this movie was really well done for the time mm-hmm. period that it was made. Um, I kind of want to read the book. George, it's right there. Grab it on the way out. Okay. Just, you know, take a finger off and put it there. Okay. We'll reattach it when you bring it back. Sounds good. I'll put it on ice. That'll give you incentive to read quickly. True. Yeah, yeah real quick. <laughs> All right. This is going to pain me to say this, but Seth, I really like this movie. It's actually, I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. And I, what's funny is I only watched it once. So maybe my theory from earlier in the show is completely wrong. Correct. Hmm. But I really liked it. Kathy based it excellent. Um, maybe it's because I've read the book and I, I like the book a lot. I don't know. But, and I'm giving it this rating as a dedication to you, my good friend. So I gave it a 4.5 wow. Stabby's <laughs> rating. You really liked it. I did. It's, so I'm looking at my other ratings, right? And 4.5, I have The Conjuring. I like it as much as I like The Conjuring. I like it as much as I like Sinister. It falls right in there for me. Um, I don't. Maybe I don't like it as much as Jeepers Creepers at a 4.1, but I'm going with a 4.5. So awesome. I feel like it holds its... What's the word I'm looking for? Like it, I feel like it's not ever really going to be dated. Yeah. Like some of these other ones. Like Jeepers Creepers is dated when you watch it now. Oh, yeah. Mm. For sure. The fa- the faces and the like yeah. cavern thing or yeah. whatever. Well, there's there's no like, there's not, I don't think there's probably not any CGI in this movie. Other than the ankle thing, which was probably a prosthetic. I feel like that is kind of what dates movies sometimes mm, is the CGI. CGI. Yeah. Because like even like, because technology changes so much that like. I'm fucking this whole thing up. Just seeing it. It's like technology changes so fast that like movies that came out even like three or four years ago, the CGI looks dated sometimes. Mm. Oh yeah. I so. like that this was pre cell phones, like for the most part, because yeah. that's like a that big thing in most too, yeah. movies is why is their cell phone dead? Yeah. Or why don't they have their cell phone? This one's yeah. literally like, Oh, he really didn't just fucking have one. Right. That's what I question about the Scream movie that comes out next year. Is like I, I know in Scream Four there were cell phones when that movie came out, but I feel like that movie relies so much on phone call stuff mm-hmm. that like I, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think it's going to be good, but <laughs> they're going to do a Zoom call at some point. Yeah, <laughs> they already have a f- whole fucking movie on a Zoom call. Have you seen it? It's no. host host on Shutter. You that's should watch right. it. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's only on the list. It's only like 50 minutes long. Abby and I watched it when it first came out. It's pretty good. I don't have Shutter anymore. I'd give you my login. Or would I? Oh. Or would I? Anyway, all right, let's jump over to the other ratings. Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 90% on oh, 68 wow. counts. Yeah. The Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it a 90% on 178,000. I don't think I've ever seen where Rotten Tomatoes critics and audiences lined Matched. up like this. Yeah. yeah. IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10 or 78% on 184,000 uh, ratings. The HMC, we gave, and again, this is where you should be going to get your mm-hmm. movie ratings. Anyway, mm-hmm. we gave it a 4.4 average stabbies rating out of 5 or 88%. Wow. Seth, you're up there, dude. Are you finally in the top here? I think I might be. Holy shit. We're almost on par with uh, their ratings. Damn, we, yeah, were. we were close. See, that's why they should come to us. <laughs> yeah, so Ready or Not had a 4.4. Seth, you're, oh, you're in the top 10. That's exciting. But Scream's on here twice, so technically you are in the top 10. Why is it on there twice? Because we did it twice. Oh, well, we should... You need to calm the hell down. one of them. <laughs> Do you see this shit? Do you believe this? I believe it. 
He's getting weight. He's, he's like, oh, it's I'm in the top. I'm finally. Is that your first movie in the top 10? It might be. Uh, yeah. It's. <laughs> Why well, don't pick all the mainstream shit like you two do? Look what you made me do. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you made me do. <laughs> Motherfucker, dude. Wow. <laughs> Why are you coming at me and Jess so you hard? Cock a duty. <laughs> <laughs> I like the end version of it better, what she says. Oh, so cocksucker? Cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, hey, that is it for HMC 33. Misery, Seth's pick. 4.4 average stabby. Seth finally broke his top 10 mm-hmm. cherry. Mm-hmm. He needs a pad. What was it called? A, a, pa- a poise pad. <laughs> a po- he needs a poise pad. He finally broke his cherry. That also concludes our January Winter Horrorland theme. Going into February, you guys, who wants to tell the listeners what February's theme is? Anybody? I think Jess should since she came up with the name. It's Bloody Valentine's, a Ooh. month of love theme horror movies. Oh, it's going to be so much Pornographic fun. horrors. That's what we're doing. It's all porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. People oh, being banged to death. It's not. <laughs> Is that a, like a subgenre? Maybe I, I hope not. Hmm. I don't. That'd be kind of weird to see. I don't want to watch that. No. Um, we're not going to tell you now what the movies are going to be. We'll post it on Instagram. I don't even know if these two have picked out their movies yet. I um, have not. You yes. haven't. I have a couple I'm fiddling around with. What was the thing you were doing? Fiddling. Fiddling. I got a couple I'm fingering out here. <laughs> fingering yep. them out. It's fucking pervert. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, a couple things before we get out of here. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No. Nothing at all. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah? No. All right. Well, hey, we have some guest spots coming up. We are actually um, going to record with Chuck this week. So we'll be on Chuck Goes to the Movies in the coming weeks. I don't know when he's going to release that. I will be on the We Love Horror podcast. I filled in because he had somebody cancel on him. So I filled in and I will be on that episode either. Well, by the time this comes out, it will have already been released. So go listen to that. And we have to make up a couple guest spots in February. So the Elm Street Boys will be on with us in February. And then Michael from We Love Horror will be on with us as well. So we got to get all that shit scheduled. That's on me. I haven't done that. I apologize, friends. It's okay. You're so understanding. In that case, that's all I got. You guys have anything else you want to say? Nothing? No. You sure? Yeah. Nothing pressing. Nothing pressing. You want to tell everybody your big news? What big news? Oh, you want to keep it a secret? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in that case, I guess we're out of here. Bye. Bye, all. Bye. Hey, Krubies. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more or you want to follow us on social media, Jess, where can they find us at? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast. And you can listen on any major podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Bye, all. I don't have any big news. <laughs> just making this shit. I was like, what did I, what? You should have just been like, so I'm having a baby. Yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs>